What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? If you hear my voice, you know what that means. It's time for the Homo Talk Show right here on Verse TV. I'm your boy at Troy Weeks Music, wearing my favorite broom hat today. But it's not about me. It is a team effort. So without further ado, talk to me. Who else we got in the building? What up, people? It's your favorite boy, Mr. Differently Capable. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. And again, thank you for being back, as always. All right, now we got some special guests in the building. Who else we got in the building? Talk to me. What up, folks? Uh, Kenyanel O'Brien here from Talks With Myself, Morris Chadway. Uh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Mr. Chadway. <laughs> I'm sure people are looking forward to um, this interview today. Um, last but not least, of course, special guest also in the building. Talk to me. Who we got in the building? Uh, hi, my name is Roger Omius Jr., and I am the writer, creator, producer, and director of Talks With Myself, Finding Me, and several other series. Check him out, y'all. He was out there. We, we'll get you his information at the end. Don't you worry. You guys will be able to find out all you need to find out about them um, and what we got going on today. But we'll get to that later. But without further ado, let's get to why we're here. The homos tea right now. Aaron's going to give us uh, give us the topic, and then we're going to get right to it uh, with these answers. So we're thinking about what you're ready to get ready for because he's going to give it to us, so we're going to jump right in. Week one eleven, ladies and gentlemen. Week one eleven, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this first topic is called Fresh Talk on Old Tea. Now, this is about Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart speaks on cancel culture. Now, are there any possible good reasons for canceling? And fame does not automatically equal wealth, and a lot of artists are already struggling to make ends meet. Sony just announced that it's moving to cancel debts, debts of artists signed before 2000. Yes, label debts are a real thing. And is it fair to cancel a celebrity due to a human misstep? Are some human missteps simply inexcusable and worthy of cancellation, making it even more difficult for these humans to make a living? And is it possible that part of this cancel culture originates from seeing how invigorated the beehive felt with the power to cancel Ms. Carrie Hilson? Troy, take it away. <laughs> Oh, the beehive. <laughs> Don't get them started, right? So the first part of it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together when I ask you this question, is going to be together. The first part of it is going to be, is it fair to cancel a celebrity due to a human misstep? Second part of it is going to be, are some human missteps simply inexcusable and worthy of cancellation, making it even more difficult for this human being to live? So for myself, I'm going to say, I don't really believe in canceling, like cancel culture, because I feel like giving power to one type of people to be able to make that kind of choice only makes things worse because then, then they think that they're powerful to do something else that they're really not powerful enough to do. I don't disagree with canceling because sometimes when people do things like molest children or, you know, steal people's money like Bernie did, like when people do certain things that affect other people's lives, that's different. You didn't think about that when you was doing what you was doing. So if it affects your life living, that was on you, player, because you made a choice. But so I don't disagree with it, but I don't agree with just doing it because 
we don't like uh, Carrie Hilson because she's trying to upstage Beyonce. Now you're doing too much. Sit your asses down. Um, is it possible that this part of it came from that? I do agree that that first sort of cancellation with Beyonce and the Beehive sort of sparked some, it did, I would say, sparked the cancel, the cancel culture. But y'all need to stop that foolishness now. Y'all just people behind the computer or on the cell phone, because some of y'all ain't got no computer, on the cell phone talking to smack. Let it like, y'all don't give too many, too many people too much power with this social media. Book. So I'm just, you know, that's my two cents on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Differently Capable and ask you, do you think it's fair to cancel a celebrity due to their mishap? And uh, if they do have one, do you think it's fair um, that we should stop somebody from being able to live? You know, sometimes it's, it's worthy, it's a worthy cause. Do you think it's either worthy cause, not a worthy cause? Talk to me. Okay, my brother. Well, I don't like cancel culture. Uh, it could be a little bit toxic and a, little, and a bit dangerous at some point. But we have to be honest. Every single industry had practiced cancel culture from political, from musicians, actors, every single aspect has, been, has practiced cancel culture. Now that cancel culture is on social media and on mainstream, now that everybody knows that we can do cancel culture, then now it's a big deal. And we starting to notice that some cancel culture that has happened in the past like doing for Carrie Hilton, trying to cancel her because she was trying to be just as Beyonce or even better than Beyonce. It's it's noticeable. Mm -hmm. And now we know that that has happened. So to be honest, I love Carrie Hilton. And I, I was a huge fan of Carrie Hilton. And um, I like Beyonce. I can't say I'm a huge fan, but hey, things happen. And that's industry. That's, that, that's part of industry and it happens. Right, right. I don't. I don't believe in in cancel culture. I, I really don't. Gotcha. And do you believe that the spark from the whole Beyonce, Carrie Hilton thing? Like, do you believe that this is that invigorating feeling that they had sparked this whole cancel culture situation? It's, I think that it was way before that. This okay. all started way before. Way this, if, if if so, I I my expertise is in music. So uh, there has been can can artists canceled way before, even in the jazz world. You know, there was more, uh, the big, biggest cancel culture is white people taking over the, uh, the uh, jazz world when jazz, world was, uh, jazz was created by the black and Hispanic community. All right, talk about it now. You better come on. So, um, this, is, this is what the show is about. It, we learned some things that we didn't know before. Culture. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, thank you for that, um, definitely capable. All right, so uh, Kenyon, talk to me. When it comes to cancel culture, do you believe in it? Do you think it's fair to cancel a celebrity out because of a mishap? And outside of that, do you, do you believe that there's situations that make it worthy enough to be, be a cause and make it happen? Uh, I think cancel culture, when it comes to celebrities, I think if there's situational awareness they should be aware of. Like they have this big platform, they shouldn't be doing certain things. Like I get that and sometimes, you know, they do have like these human moments that um, they just black out and go on their rants. But I think they do have a responsibility to the people that look up to them that you can't necessarily do that. But I do feel like there's a way to, you know, if you're learning, you know, you know better, you do better. So then you come back and you uh, genuinely apologize for it or take the steps to learn your mistakes. But if you're someone that's stubborn and double downs on it, then I feel like, okay, yeah, you should be canceled. And as far as the whole 
those two artists situation, I wouldn't even give that to the Hive because I feel like gotcha. it was going on long before them. Um, hell, Nelly Vanilli got canceled for lip singing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tanya Harding got canceled for busting out kneecaps. I mean, it's it's been going on for quite some time. <laughs> they just gave it a name finally. They just made it something, you know, right. creating letters and 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 our uh, spectrum of of sexuality. They, they create you know, so many different things in the world. But cancel culture, okay. All right, now that's what I'm talking about. This this is verse TV, y'all. This is live. This is real. You know what I'm saying? We learning. And if you don't know, I hope you're listening. All right. Uh, last but not least, Roger. When it comes to cancel culture, do you believe in it? Do you think it's fair for a celebrity to be canceled? Do you think it's a worthy cause that would call that say, hey, yes, they should be canceled? Talk to me. Well, I think cancel culture stemmed from uh, political correctness, and with that transforming into cancel culture, I do not believe in it because. Um, you can't condemn someone for something they said when they were a teenager and now they're in their 20s or they're in their 30s and you're holding them responsible for a thought that they had back then. So I don't believe in cancel culture because I think it's also dangerous. It also creates martyrs. So for people who maybe say Trump and if he's being canceled off of Facebook, well, there's another platform that can um, you know, form and he's got new followers and you're not hearing about it now because you're not you know, a part of that platform. So I, I think it's more about accountability. Mm -hmm. um, everyone needs to be held accountable for the actions that they've, they've, they've made, like um, Kenyon said, uh, but I don't believe in cancel culture. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's just another, another form of political, political correctness, which has not been going well for us. You know, we, we used to be able to say things and um, yes, it, it might have bend a few nose and noses and people might have, you know, felt uh, offended, but I'd rather see it in my face as opposed to not knowing how you really feel. I'd rather know how you really feel. And so political correctness to me is also very dangerous. Um, in terms of the artists that you mentioned, um, yeah, I think like Ken Kenyon said, it, went, it goes far back, you know, and it's been going on for a while. She's just got the biggest mic and her fans are huge. So they did what they did, but mm. it's been going on for a long time. Um, but I don't really follow either one of those artists. So awesome. All right now, y'all, y'all would have come on with it. This is the first question. I'm 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 and I'm loving it. So I think that this is gonna tell you the rest of it's gonna get ready to be great. So Aaron, take it away. We have another topic for our, our live segment um of homos tea. So let's do it. All right, this is called Force Feeding It. And Aaron Mack was in an Uber this weekend and the driver was listening to a nationally syndicated radio talk show discuss public displays of affection. And a call-in listener disgustedly said, if gays can force their sex on us, we should do it to them too. And what social pinnacle must we reach for people to stop thinking that gay sex is being forced on them? Now, on the other side of that same token, is it actually necessarily kind of being force fed to people as a part of a bigger tactic to help us reach full acceptance and 
does part of the overall discomfort with sexualities stem from people not being fully comfortable with sex in general? Troy? Gotcha. Here we go. So <laughs> the first part, again, is twofold. What pinnacle, what social pinnacle must we reach for people to stop thinking that gay sex is being forced on them? And the flip side of it, is it actually necessarily are kind of being forced fed to people as a part of a bigger tactic to help us reach full acceptance. With me, um, when it comes to just the, I think that we're making the change we need with things like pole, with shows like polls and shows like Legendary. I feel like it's, it's changing from just only seeing the gay image of a gay man being overly flamboyant, or now you see regular, you know, regular, regular men, you know, masked men being gay on TV and, and movies and things like that now on mainstream. So it's evolving. I think we're going in the right direction. I don't think it's a forced sort of we're forcing too much sex because at the end of the day, acceptance is important. And I feel like now you see people who look like you think about it back, like when you walk back in the day, like when we see people who look like us, we felt more comfortable and made us feel like I could be in the world doing what they're doing. And so I think that the way they're doing it now in the day, in the time that we live in in 2021 with technology being so easily accessible for our young people and some of the young people coming out and identify as LGBTQ at, you know, 10, 12, 15 years old, it's a, it's a lot different than when we, what we experienced. So I think that now that's the time we're in and things need to evolve within the time we're in. Now, but the last part of it, that's part of, um, that the discomfort with people, sexuality stem from people not being fully comfortable with sex in general. I don't know that's too, because sex sells, sex is everywhere. I just feel like with the more openness now into the world with technology again, sex is everywhere. You can't just, before, you know, you seen the BT late night, you know what I'm saying? Or you had a little black box, you know, where you would watch certain things at a certain time, but now it's everywhere. Um, and so, I don't think they're not fully comfortable with sex. I just feel like they're like there's too much sex now. Um, and so I'm gonna go to our opinion on this one. I'm gonna switch things up a little bit. When, uh, with... The whole agenda thing being forced down our throats, they've been forcing um, heterosexual sex down homosexual space forever, and it has <laughs> changed us. So it's I just don't, I think that's just bull. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I get it. You see it. Now it's just there. I feel like now that it is more prevalent and it's actually showing it, it gives people the option to be comfortable with their sexuality. And I think that's why so many people are um, comfortable exactly. with their sexuality coming out and they're coming out younger and being more confident than ever than past generations, mine and anyone prior to me, um, right. because they were forced to be DL or in a closet or, you know, hush hush about their um, sexual uh, fetishes or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that it's just another way, another divisive way to separate us or trying to figure out. And I think heterosexual community are only comfortable with what they can see 10 miles away. So if they can see the flamboyant guy 10 miles away with the nails, whatever, whatever, they are comfortable with that, but they're not okay with the masculine man sitting next to them in the boardroom or being their boss or their CEO or in the locker room um, where you can't tell that they're um, homosexuals. They have a problem with that, but they're okay with um, women, girl on girl sex that's been going on in Showtime and Cinemax for the last 25 years. Right. Um, so I just feel like eh, they just want to, I don't know. 
is is very confusing. Um, but I think people just need to worry about their own sexuality and what they want to do in their bedroom. It would be so much better. Stop trying to control other people. That part. Talk about it. And, and do you think that do you think that this is because they have discomfort with sex and sexuality? Like they feel like you know that they they're not comfortable with sex with themselves, and this is why they feel the way they feel when it comes to this situation. Yes, I do feel like that. that's why I feel like with it being. Um, so many TV shows and they're having more characters and um, all the inclusiveness and TV shows and movies and all that is giving people like, oh, I see that. I can do that. I can be a part of that. That's something I can do. Um, and I can be comfortable with it. And it's not like detrimental to my health or my um, social career or economic uh, status or whatever. Um, and they're able to come on. I think that's why it's important for um creatives to create that type of lane so people can see that um and just be comfortable with it absolutely absolutely awesome thank you for that all right now so uh roger talk to me when it comes to situation what social pinnacle uh, must we reach for people to stop thinking that we're forcing this gay sex on them and all that well the question i have is who's the ones who's bothered what group is bothered by it um <laughs> is it a religious group is it um because i i mean if, without sex we wouldn't be here <laughs> None of us. So it, it's it's just peculiar of what agenda they think is being pushed. As Kenyon said, sex has been, I mean, when I was a kid, Cinemax at tw uh, 12 o'clock on a Saturday. It See, I know I'm on. not crazy. I know I'm HBO, not crazy. you know, um, HBO. what was that? Sex? I know one, the only Something one. Cab real sex. Like yeah, real HBO sex. At 12 yeah. o'clock and, and midnight. So wasn't the who only are one. the ones who are bothered by the fact that sex is around, sex has always been around um, in the twenties and the thirties and the 1800s. Sex has always been around and it's always men who have uh, control the narrative of sex, um, heterosexual men or some who may be in the closet, whatever the case may be. Right. So um, I, that's my question. Who are the ones who are bothered by it? Because it doesn't make sense to me. What are you bothered by? Um, in terms of if they're afraid of some kind of agenda that the homosexual community or the LGBTQ plus agenda is being pushed. Well, as Kenyon said, we've been, we've had to watch, you know, heterosexual um, uh, relationships and sex and all of that, all of my life, all of our lives. So if you don't want to watch it, then don't. <laughs> no one's forcing you to watch you it. Choice. No one's forcing you to listen to it. You know, there are plenty of other channels you can turn to. Um, I just think it's people's insecurities and it makes them uncomfortable because they may be feeling something themselves and they don't want to admit it. Um, they always hide behind religion and it being a sin. Well, um, I made in God's uh, likeness in his image and um, therefore I am not a sin. He didn't make me wrong. He didn't make anyone else wrong. So if you want to go that religious route, that's that's my stance on it. You better come on preaching in the room, okay? Definitely capable. You know, talk to me because we got the fun to see this hot. We in the room today. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the situation, um, do you need me to repeat the question or you got it? I know I've been talking, we've been talking a lot. Just, I know you're the last person on this. Do you need me to repeat it or you got it? Um, go ahead, go ahead, repeat. All right, so when it comes to, what social pinnacle must we reach for people to stop thinking that gay sex is being forced on them? Or is it actually necessary, kind of because to force lead it to people in a way, because it's a big attacker to help us reach a full acceptance? Well, I think people are getting the, the, the idea of showing you gay culture to sexuality. 
Mm. All these TV shows on TV that you see, it's showing you gay culture. Yes, there was a gay scene on one of those TV shows, but we're not forcing you to see it. We're just showing you that there could be a relationship between two men that could be truthful and real. That's the difference. And then we're not telling you that this is sex, that this is not for about sex. This is about acceptance. We're giving you everything we got so we can be in the spotlight for a minute just to show you that we exist. So please accept us. That's all we're asking. And that's all we're doing. So if someone is saying that we're trying to push sexuality on them, then get off a of Pornhub. Stop looking for our porn. That's all. <laughs> oh my God. So do you, do you think this stems from people not being comfortable with, fully comfortable with, with sex in general? They're not comfortable with themselves whatsoever. That's the issue. They, they, they look at us and they wish to be us. And because they wish to be us, they hate us. And that's exactly, that happens in, through culture, race, sexuality, gender, in every single sense. When someone hates so much a specific group, it's not because they don't want them around, it's, or it's because they want to be them. There's something about them that they want. Ooh, and they want to okay. be them. So get off of porn now, people. Get off of porn. <laughs> okay. All right, now, y'all. So that, that that's our home mostly right here. Uh, that's homo tea for today here in Verse TV. We're getting ready to get into our main topic. But in order to uh, continue on with the main topic, you guys have to go on YouTube and subscribe. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and uh, follow us. You can stay tuned on what we're all. Stay tuned on what we're doing and stay into the conversation and what we got going on. So, uh, Aaron, I'll take it away and read our main topic for today. All right. <clears throat> our main topic that you can get the topic itself here but you'll have to watch the actual topic on the YouTube page. And it is called The Homo's Mental Changes. Now, in a psychology class at Howard U, Aaron Mack recalls the explanation that before Black people actually experience a therapist, Black people are equally open to seeking therapy. Now, Aaron Mack has heard some horror stories from friends of color receiving mental therapy, and their particular counselor was very much a mismatch and condescending. Therefore, the friends never wanted to return, and the sessions became an undesirable chore. Now, Aaron Mack feels that all people need to have a good mental health counselor. Imagine how life would be if all humans had a good mental health counselor. Statistically, mental health support use is increasing in communities of color and might, what might be changing and how might we increase these numbers even more? And I'm turning off the live. All right, awesome, thank you. So I think that and you're now tuning into what? The Homos Talk Show on Verse TV. What's up everybody, it's your boy Trobix Music. Mr. Differently Capable. What up folks, uh, Kenyon L. O'Brien here. 
Hi, my name is Roger Omis Jr. Right here on Verse TV. Week 111, ladies and gentlemen. Right here on Verse TV. Week 111, ladies and gentlemen.